Hey guys, welcome to the episode. We appreciate you guys stopping by. I wanted to cover a couple things before we get down into it. First of all, at about 18 minutes, we start talking about the state of the NFL, which leads to some conversations about the rule book and about race and the anthem and all that stuff. If you're totally done hearing those conversations, I totally understand. If you just shut it off right at 18 minutes, you won't have to hear any of it. We don't really double back to mutt talk, so we will just see you next week. Um, but yeah, I just, it felt like an important conversation to have. If you're interested in my take on it and Bernsey's take on it, hang out and give us your feedback on Twitter. Um, but if you are not interested, feel free to shut it off. The other thing, right as we were releasing this episode, the title update notes came out. Looks like the game speed issue in solo battles is fixed. Looks like the playbook issue in solo battles is fixed. Looks like the super jumping linebacker thing where the guy picks it off 10 yards underneath has been addressed. It looks like um, some of the drop catching animations have been addressed. Looks like a lot of stuff has um, play action pass blocking has been addressed. Looks like really a lot of stuff was addressed. So um, I'm excited about it. Be sure to give me your feedback on this on Twitter so that I can pass it on to the devs. Um, that's it, man. Enjoy the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Ask Madden show. I am joined always by my co-host with the most, Bernsey. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? We are back. It is. Um, we are recording this on Sunday morning. Uh, probably be out Monday. A uh, lot to get to today. Um, we have uh, talking about solo battles a little bit, an update on how I did this week. Uh, we released a Madden Ride Home. I wanted to see what you guys thought about that. This was the first weekend, a weekend league. We'll talk about that a little bit. And then um, you guys can tweet us with how you did. Um, Mudhead League Season 5 wrapped up on Saturday. And so we'll talk about that a little bit. And then we'll talk about Madden Beefs. Um, so getting right down into it as my phone goes off in the background. Um, uh, so, Bernsey, you have have you gotten into solo battles yet or no? Nah? Uh, I wasn't really available to play uh, earlier in the week, so I didn't get into it very early. I missed like the first string of games. So I played a couple of them just to kind of get a feel for them and uh, I have to get to level 30 to play Journey, so <laughs> they're like the only thing I got left, it feels like. Yeah, I just got to 30, but I'm avoiding Journey because everybody says it's the most ridiculous string of solos they've ever played in their life. So it like has me, it has me shook. Um, I did solo battles again this week. I wrapped up this morning. Um, I won more games. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll end up one, one rank above, but, uh, but mostly the computer just kicked the crap out of me. Yeah. So like, did you, did you go back and do what you said you're going to do? Did you go back and play on the lower difficulty or did you sign up for more punishment? I did not. I, I hate myself. So uh, I went ahead and uh, just, just played on the highest possible difficulty. Okay. So where, like, what'd you end up score wise? What, 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 what are you going to get? The, well, I'll end up uh, 15,000 quick sell, which now that I'm saying it, realizing how much time I put in is is not, <laughs> not a lot. Um, two Hail Mary packs and a 15,000 quick sell, which sounds more like a Catholic punishment than, uh, <laughs> than an actual reward. Um, congratulations. <laughs> yes, congratulations. Um, so... Yeah, that's that's where I ended up. Um, it's weird because I feel like I can't even like talk to anybody about it because everybody I talk to is like, oh, yeah, hard part of solos is like maximizing your score. I'm like, no, hard part of solos for me is winning. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I see these like 40 to nothing scores on Twitter. I'm like, did you really play on Ultimate? Did you? <laughs> they did. That's the thing. Like, I know they are. I don't know what they're doing defensively. If someone flies in a defense to my Twitter uh, of how to, how to shut down, the stuff the computer pulls off is amazing. It, it's like, like you'll be up. You'll be up, um, you know, a touchdown with, you know, 45 seconds left, no timeouts. And you think like, all right, I got this wrapped up. And they will get a bomb and score with 15 seconds left. And it's like, it's, it's, you're just incredulous about it. Like, like, what do I, I mean, what am I even supposed to do against this? Like their, their ability to just make plays is, it feels like they're cheating. Well, like all I can say is when it comes to solos, man, thank God for Tyreek Hill. I would be lost without Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I, I've played a lot of Ty, Tyreek. Is he faster than Brandon Cooks? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the fastest player in the game. I got him powered up now. He's 92 speed. He's like far and away the fastest player in the game. I got to get him. Am I going to be out a ton of coin if I grab him? Uh, I don't think you're going to be out a ton. It'll be like powering him up. That's really going to get you because, you know, trading is right. such, a, such, such a premium right now. Right. Tyreek is currently uh, 75K on the PS4 market. Okay, and then how much to pass him up, power him up? Yeah, and then for oh, what I have, I have to buy the power up and then get him there. Yeah, yeah, I think because tra- he's only like an eighty three, so the training should only be maybe about four hundred or five hundred points or so, probably around there. Oh, do you start with the eighty three, powering the eighty three up, or do you have to start with the sixty eight? Well, you have to start with the sixty eight and then power it up. But if you want to get him up to like ninety two speed, then you need like the the base card to power him all the way up. Oh, got it. Yeah, I thought that was how it worked, but I thought when you said that, I thought I was misunderstanding it. We're good to go. I powered up a couple cards this week, and it was – it's a cool process. Um, I I need to – what is the best way to get training? Because I should have looked this up by now, but I don't. Okay, well, I watched a video earlier in the week from uh, CC. So if you don't – if you guys don't know – if you guys don't know who he is, he's the actual CC on Twitter. He's a a great Madden follow if you don't follow him. And he he's he's killing it this year. Uh, he's he's always been killing it, really. Like it's it's really no different than any other year. CC's is one of the best people in Madden, and he's hilarious and he's really knowledgeable. And he's not uh he's not like a dick or anything like that. He's a really nice guy too, right? So that's really rare in the Madden community. So uh, definitely sub to him. But he put out a training video this week where he basically showed like different formulas that you can use to make sure that you're uh, selling your cards or quick selling them, and make sure you're getting the optimal coins or training for it. So he shows you a couple formulas to break that down. And then he shows you like uh, cards like I think it's the 85 Reggie White from the Packers where you can get 375 training from one card. And if you look on the legend packs and weekends, uh, he'll usually go for like 25K or so. So that's really good value for your for your coins. But it adds up really quick. I did a power up too this week on Antonio Brown because he's my favorite player. And to get him all powered up with Playmaker and everything too because I want to have that, that badge for uh, – that badge on him that was like at least like maybe 15 1600 training yeah that's awesome man i'll have to i'll we'll link cc's video in the show notes i'll check it out that's worth that's worth knowing mm-hmm. though i'll look for that reggie white later on today if i end up playing a little bit yeah definitely and on the um, weekend you should be able to get him for a little bit cheaper than usual and then you know what i mean you'll be able to stack up some training points because training i think training is going to go up as the year goes on I find that I'm having a really easy time building like an acceptable team this year, which is like really nice. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out at around like an 84 and I'm generally happy with most of my team. Um, 
and it's not costing me a ton of coin. Like I'm sitting on 150,000 and I'm trying to not do what I do every year, which is like, I constantly live with like 10,000 coin. Um, because I'd like to be able to like pounce on stuff if I find it for cheap, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the, the easiest way to make coins in Madden is to have coins in Madden, right? Buy stuff for cheap on the, right. buy stuff for cheap on the weekends when people are ripping packs and then sell on Tuesday and Wednesday when the market goes back up, right? That's always, always the best way to go. About I've always it. wondered if you just sold your whole team in like December and then just stop playing for two months, you could come back and upgrade your team by like seven or eight overall. Like I'm convinced like you would be able to do it. Yeah, definitely. It'd be, it'd be interesting now though with the, with the training though over the year, how much of a benefit you'll get from training, I think. Yeah. The, the play recently on Twitter, get a gold player packs are big time. Uh, people are pulling some straight cheese from get a gold player pack. I don't know. When I, when I pull a get a gold player pack, I get a gold player. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that's working for other people, but mine are as advertised every single time. That's exactly what Hope tweeted yesterday. He said, every time I pull a gold player back, I, they are exactly, they live up to their name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I pulled one just to complete sets yesterday, and I pulled a uh, a Graham Gano with a 40,000 quick sell, like a coin Graham Gano. Oh, okay, that's nice. Um, that was pretty sweet. Uh, and then I just figured, well, let me pull another one, and I got, I got an 81 overall. And then earlier this week in a gold player pack, I got an 86 legend left guard that goes for like 50K. Uh, we also released the Madden Ride Home uh, this week. So the Madden Ride Home was basically kind of um, my brainchild where I said, you know, let's let's take the content update at 1030 every day. Let's create a way for you to um, you to hit up that. Let's go ahead and release that every single day. And so what we did with the Madden Ultimate Team Ride Home was we decided to go ahead and um, – we decided to go ahead and just kind of release every day like a little like two or three minute podcast. Um, and we've actually had some decent listens on it. We've had about um, we've had a good amount of downloads every day. So it seems like people are enjoying it. If you are enjoying it, hit me up. If you um, if it's not something you're using, def- definitely let me know that, too. It only takes me about 20 minutes to produce and hopefully it helps you guys out. Um, Bernsey is back. Um, so let's talk a little about weekend league. Weekend league, uh, Bernsey, did you get into any weekend league or? No, no, I, I'm not quite ready for the head to head world just yet. Uh, I didn't play a lot last year, and uh, <laughs> I, I need to get I need to get mentally prepared for the weekend league. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite. My team's not there yet, so uh, I, I certainly don't have the juice yet to get into weekend league. Um, I didn't qualify this week. They did add a day that actually messed me up because I went to qualify on Thursday just to give it a go. And, um, and they added a day to weekend league. So weekend league actually starts on Thursday now. So you have to qualify Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you have four days to run 25 games, which is nice. Yeah. That's probably a lot better. I think that's a, yeah. Cause it was almost, I, I don't think I played 25 games one time last year. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it happened once. Twenty five games is a lot of games, man. That's twenty five hours. I, I mean, I guess people do it. I you know if you if you're single or don't have kids or no uh, no that you know, the average head to head game or maybe I guess half an hour forty five minutes and then you're gonna get some quits. It, it's not gonna take you quite that long, I think. Yeah, I mean if you get after quits bad. and everything, <laughs> I guess it um, it 
it evens out. Um, you just got to like the thing about weekend league is we all need to agree together as a, a Madden playing community um, when we are going to when we are going to quit in games. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, it's really good. yeah, we need to look at this. Because the 21 people do this like... thing <laughs> where they just hang out. Feels like it should be like game. it should be the gospel. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Where everybody just says, "Okay, after you're down 24 to nothing, you know, you just quit." Yeah, don't they? Don't they give you the message like, "Hey, you should probably, <laughs> you should probably, you should probably give up." Like, <laughs> right, like don't just expand this game because, and I and I've won games where I'm down like by a lot, and I guess like if you if you can see what you're doing, but like there should be a point where Madden just kicks you out, like. I think like twenty one zero. Once you lose the ball, Madden should be like, "Now nah, you're done." Yeah, um, you know, it's been real. <laughs> they should just cut you. Um, that would save everyone a ton of time, and um, and it would be it would be much much more enjoyable uh, in the sports world. Other than um, you watching preseason football, no. are you a, are you a preseason football watcher? Negative. You don't watch preseason? Football? No, no. And the people the people that go like, oh, football's back. You need to you need to stop. All right, you really need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not back. It's no, no. Not this, back. Is, this is like rookies and, and stuff like that. If you you're real dedicated, if you're watching this stuff, man. <laughs> People, the funniest thing was I made a joke about preseason on my Twitter and people clapped back at me reminding me it was preseason. And I was like, uh, I know, uh, like, cause I put the Eagles went down 17 zero at the to the Patriots. Like, and it was when the starters were playing and I wrote on Twitter, Eagle starters down 17 zero to the Patriots significantly different than the last time they played. <laughs> <laughs> did you throw it out? And did I, you throw it out when they won the Super Bowl? You're you you're, 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 when riding, Eagles, you're riding that Eagles, out, right? You guys gotta ride that out. I am. <laughs> no, but and um and I got like four quote tweets where um someone said preseason, preseason, <laughs> and the one the one quote tweet was probably my favorite. I want to see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, and that was somebody said like. In two thousand and something, in two thousand fifteen, the Detroit Lions went, or it was when the Detroit Lions lost every game, went four and zero in the preseason, and went on to go zero and sixteen in in the in the regular season. And because I can't help myself, I quote tweeted it and wrote, um, "In two thousand eighteen, Ben went zero and one, and recognizing when someone was was joking on Twitter, <laughs> and went on to." <laughs> And went on to smarmy quote tweet that person, even though he. Oh, here it is. In 2018, Ben went 0 and 1 in interpreting jokes on Twitter and proceeded to post a smarmy knower of football tweet. <laughs> terrible. Terrible ad robs. He's dragging people on Twitter. <laughs> All right. In my defense, and this guy might be a listener, and if he is, big fan. Uh, love, love you, man. Um, his, his name is Ben. His handle is Betro Moomin. Um, like Metro Boomin with different letters. So, I mean, <laughs> let's take that. From I think that happened, I, that I, that I, happened I to the like, Browns last year too, didn't it? They went four and zero in the preseason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but um, and then yeah. So that was sports. Uh, this week was basically nothing. I mean, baseball is fun right now because you know you got pennant races and all that stuff. Um. 
your your local squad would be Blue Jays. Do you watch any baseball? I've never yeah, asked baseball, you. Baseball, just like if you go to a game, yeah, yeah, uh, sign me up. But if we're watching it on TV, I'm I'm, I'm gonna flick on the PlayStation probably. <laughs> yeah, it's not not your cup no, of tea. No, no, it's right. just not a good. It's like it's not a good like TV spectator sport. You know what I mean? See, I actually like watching playoff baseball more than almost anything because it's so tense um and everything matters so much but yeah regular season baseball is a tough watch from time it's very background regular season yeah. baseball in my and opinion the other thing about the red like 162 games it's like it's so hard to get like jacked up for a regular season game and like in the middle of june when you know you still got a hundred left in the season right like right and that's why it starts to get fun around this time yeah. of year because people are they're jostling for like like the eagles are i think a game back of the the braves mm-hmm. right so like if the braves lose and the eagle or eagles geez the phillies um <laughs> that's a fine or something <laughs> <laughs> uh the, if the phillies win and the braves lose all of a sudden they they gain a game or like last night like the mets are a garbage team but they have uh jacob de who's a really good pitcher and you know so the phillies lost to the garbage mets um and like and i think the braves won so now we have a situation where um i think the the phillies are back to being two games back so you know in, in that regard it's like Playoff chases are fun, but they're just as fun to check the morning after rather than to watch live. Um, yeah, definitely football has football has nailed that. Um, let's talk. Oh, there was the big big controversy about the lowering the helmet rule. Um, what's your feel? Uh, I, I don't really know what football is going to look like in ten years, man. That's that's the big thing about this. This rule change is that it's like one of those one of those rule changes that like it's, it's going to have so many unintended consequences on the game. Uh, just from changing the game around like that that like like what based on like let me ask you about this last year do you think that play the the Vikings uh the Vikings miracle play do you think that play happens 10 years ago when he when that safety's allowed to just murder that receiver yeah that's no. what i mean like if that safety's allowed to just murder that receiver the second he touches that ball and that's a bang bang play it's like a different year right like it's it's like it's like, it's a totally different uh situation in the super bowl right so that's I personally think the playoffs are perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it, but, it doesn't get much better than that. I mean, I think the Eagles probably would have beat the next team anyways because they were probably the best team in the league based on their entire roster. Yeah, the Saints, the Saints were playing better ball at that point. Um, the Vikings had that yeah. in them. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's what that's what I always like was banking on. And I didn't believe it going in. I'm not going to act like I like called my shot. Um, but like the um the, the what's it called uh the the fact that they had case Keenum at quarterback and and all that stuff like there was this part of me that believed like oh on the right day this team could be mm-hmm. had right like um yeah actually uh drew drew majeri who's a who's a writer for deadspin uh definitely trends towards uh being a little bit on the dirty side, but I, I really enjoy his writing. He uh, he wrote an article called "The NFL is not prepared for the level of disaster this year is going." Yeah, to be. yeah. I mean, like, there's there's <laughs> and, definitely going to um, be some some offensive plays that you're going to see this year that you would have never seen before. Like, you're never going to see some of these plays that's going to happen this year because people are going to be so so app- apprehensive to just throw their bodies around and make tackles, right? 
Right. So here's here's what he says. He says, there are two freight trains. They share a track and the air headed straight towards each other, destined to collide at full speed with great concussive force at a single convergence point. Here is the first train, an NFL rulebook that has been redacted in red line and run through a babblefish translator until it looks like nothing more than a series of construction paper scribbles drawn by a, drawn by a bored child. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, um, um, he goes on to say, I, I'm sure I haven't gotten to this part of the article, but where he talks about the other side of the other train is here's the second freight train, the Anthem. I know you don't want to hear about this and I don't either. I swear to God, I'm Chris Carlinsworth in, a boot, in the booth, ready to give a gigantic sigh of relief to, and welcome the return of on the field action before presiding over a six, six preseason tie. <laughs> but president, That's good. This guy's really good. He's really good. I like his writing. <laughs> But President Trump has two hobby horses that he clings to in this, his dreadful, seemingly endless existence. The first is saying the most racist stuff possible about immigrants or about people who, to him, look like immigrants. The other is the national anthem. The man already told Cowboys owner and... And um, and sun-baked lizard Jerry Jones that the anthem was a winning issue for him. And this is a man who has compunction about this man who has no compunction about whatsoever about repeating himself and basically talking about how like the NFL has put themselves in this position. Like somehow the NBA has avoided this. Somehow the NHL, I mean, the NHL is like mostly white people anyway. Um, and I don't mean that as a racist statement, but like, you know, race issues generally don't hit the NHL because it's like Wayne Simmons and um, you know. Yeah, you uh, can probably count on count on your C-Bot, hands C-Bot, the amount C-Bot. of uh, the amount of non-whites, the amount of non-whites in the yeah. league for sure, right? Right, and there's not like a lot of there's not a lot of like low-income individuals because hockey is an incredibly expensive sport, um, so it doesn't tend to create the ability for and and that's like that's a totally different podcast, and I do want to be careful about how far. And when I read, and I, just so that nobody gets political with me, when I read Drew Majeri's writing about President Trump, then none of those are necessarily mine or Bernsey's opinions, so don't argue with me about that. Um, but you know, the point is, is that he's saying like look like there's this huge political issue surrounding it that would that regardless of whether you think he should or not like we're not commenting on that like president trump has shown he will continue to make an issue of this anthem thing um because it is a winning issue for him and then so the nfl has put themselves in a position where they've just bungled this thing um and i don't know how i i think the solution is like hey maybe don't play the anthem at football games i i don't i don't i mean it's only been going on since 2009. You kill this thing overnight by just saying, okay, no more. Uh, it's, it's a little bit different, um, though, when, the, when you find out the NFL takes money from the government to actually do that. You know what I mean? Like, that's at the end of the day, that's that's the big problem with all this is this money. Really, it's that's what it is. Right. If the NFL, the NFL wouldn't the NFL right. wouldn't care about this if it wasn't affecting their bottom line. Right. That's always at the end of the day what it's always going to be about is money. Right. So as nice as it, as, as easy as a solution right. as it would be to just say, hey, keep both teams in the tunnel do whatever you want to do with the anthem on the field with the military and all that stuff but then the government's gonna be like we paid you we we gave you guys the money right so it's always right. it's always a money situation right well that's what's funny about the and i really don't want to have these conversations <laughs> no, on Twitter. no no don't don't add, <laughs> add rubs okay <laughs> do not add, like, do not add him okay like <laughs> And I just want to be clear, like, I am not commenting on the political nature of this intentionally. That's not my goal. Like, I'm not saying anything for or against Donald Trump or, or anyone. 
here's the issue though is like this is such a like people can't get their feelings out of this issue and it's understandable like if you have if you have family that fought in the military and you feel like it is an affront to them like i can't tell you your feelings are wrong um i mean that's not my place to do thank you for your service like you have kept people free through the world and i and i know that our our military has also done things that aren't awesome just like every other world military um but the point of the matter is is like you know the intention of the protesters and i know you know this was never for it to be about the flag but to be about systematic racism and police brutality and um i was going somewhere with this and i forget where um the the thing that the nfl has put themselves into here is just an absolute mess and it's fascinating when you hear people talk about it i remember where i was going the salute to service thing has been going on for years and nobody if you look at the numbers of salute to service like the nfl gives a minuscule amount on the grand scale to the armed forces i think it's the uso that benefits from salute to service and in exchange they get to sell like military themed Mm -hmm. uniforms and crap right so basically they have a licensing deal with the u.s government um and like nobody sits back and says hey nfl like why are you guys making all this money off of veterans like you know what i mean and and it's just it's fascinating because nobody sees the owners as like complicit in this it gets focused on the players because the players feel more accessible and i i don't know what it is and i think we just think about this weirdly like Owners make so much more money than players. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the way they get to treat the players too, with the contracts and the no guarantees and stuff like that, it's 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 not great for the players, man. And then uh, I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you saw this week, but Aaron Rodgers did a an interview with uh, I think it was GQ, and they basically they asked yeah. him about like, oh, like what's what what problems do you see with the NFL? And he says, well, the biggest problem that we see with the NFL right now is that they just don't talk to us about anything. The players. So like they, they go and they make this rule change right. with the helmet and they don't even go talk to the players about it. They just go, oh, rules change. There you go. And that's that's a really big problem. Like the NBA, the NBA doesn't change rules of the league and not talk to their players about it. Like they just they just don't do stuff like that. Like it's just insane if you think about it, really. Right. Like the to think that nobody went to safeties and linebackers and thought about a more a better way to do the helmet rule. Just didn't think they should talk to the players about it. It's pretty crazy right and it's 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 odd to me like the nfl is unapproachably like tops in sports world like they're doing great i don't want to make it sound like like i think the nfl's in trouble oh, like i don't I'm, i don't I'm know to say enough the to NFL's say in that some trouble man basketball is coming man. <laughs> basketball is coming basketball is already more popular around the world than the nfl is it's just it's just the nfl well, the nfl football culture is so ingrained with america is is really what it is but be due to the fact that the nfl is changing so much with the with the rule changes and the hits and you know players getting paralyzed it's a, you don't know how how football is going to last man in 10 years well that was the second part of what i was going to say i watched i paid attention to basketball for really the first time this year because the sixers are being intentionally bad for three years um and i watched and man Mm. the nba playoffs are fun i i mean it's just they're so fun and the games are over in two hours it doesn't require of you like an entire afternoon 
the players have personalities. Like Joel Embiid yeah. is, is a fun guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and he gets to be himself and he gets to scream. Yeah, like, not even in the playoffs either. Like out. regular season and games. He he's hyped up. He's going against Whiteside and you're hyped up to watch those games that he's, he's talking all this trash. It's excellent to watch, man. Right. Like there is nothing. There's nothing. And I actually really enjoy this conversation. There's nothing like worldwide. No, no, for, there's, there's, for no, the there's NFL. No, NFL Twitter. You can't even I mean? touch like, NBA Twitter. That's a hundred percent. Right. And that's like what's so funny. If you don't follow Worldwide Wob, do it right now. Like shut off the podcast. Go follow Worldwide Wob. And because like there's just so much fun stuff happening. It's like it's such a good product. And listen, like I love the NFL. Like I love watching football. But I do like struggle on it. And like this is tough because I just watched my favorite team win the Super Bowl. So like I'm pretty high on football right now. But like you can't watch the Ryan Shazier hit and be like, oh man, I don't know. You can't like watch like these guys do detestable human things. And I know NBA players do it too. Um and, and NHL players and um you know whatever. Like I know that any professional athlete like it gets into some nonsense, but like man it is it's a mess like and and when you really like let yourself sit back and think about it you're like man how much longer can i one if they take there's two sides of the coin right like if they keep violence in how much longer can i support a product that is knowingly killing people um and then if they take violence out is it entertaining and the other thing (laughs) is the other thing that's really killing the nfl too is that they keep botching everything and when I say and when I say botching everything, right. like guys, like you have to go back to when they first implemented those helmet, those first helmet rule after James Harrison went on a little murder campaign in Cleveland. Yeah, so he went on a, like a little a little murder campaign in Cleveland, uh, where he just like completely annihilated Josh Cribs and their and their quarterback in one day. And those weren't those weren't James Harrison actually trying to murder someone. Those are just James Harrison. He wants to hurt you. And that's a, right. a big difference between those two. <laughs> There's a big difference between those two things, right? And then, like, over ever since that rule change really happened, it's just been botch after botch after botch. Like, they botched Bounty Gate. They botched Deflate Gate. They botched everything. Like, Bounty Gate was so bad, he had to b- bring back his old boss. Roger Goodell had to bring back his old boss to fix it. It was so bad. Like, and I think that's right. one of the big things that's also working against the NFL is they keep having these, like, these I put them in quotes scandals and then they handle them really, really, really poorly, like really, really poorly. And they lie to us. They don't tell us the whole truth about stuff. And I don't know. They, it's almost like they think we're stupid. And I, I don't I don't really like I don't really like like how a league treats me like that. Right. Like at least the NBA hides hides the fact that they think I'm stupid yeah. <laughs> with the rumors that you hear. Right. Like frozen envelopes and stuff like that. that they do with drafts. At least hide it from me, bro. Like <laughs> don't, don't make it so obvious. <laughs> It's just fascinating. And there's also that piece where I realized like when the NBA finals, like as I watched it, there wasn't this thing in the back of my head, like nothing like the Shazir injury is ever going to happen in an NBA game. I mean, yes, obviously it could happen, but like the weirdest stuff you see in an NBA game is like when Joel Embiid broke his orbital bone on Markel Fultz's shoulder. You know what or, I mean? Or, like, or, or, not- the, or the Gordon Hayward injury is probably pretty bad, but at least you know Gordon Hayward's going to walk again. You know he's going to play basketball probably again, right? Like Shazier's Shazier's never stepping on a football field again to play football. Like that's never happening. He's going to be sentient again. Like that's the thing. Like we're talking about a a game that is making people crazy. 
Like it, it is causing clinical depression and suicides and like yeah. domestic abuse. And we're asking, and I feel kind of the same way about like the UFC, the UFC a little less so because like, you know what you're signing up for when you sign up to be a UFC fighter. Um, but like you, you have a situation where these guys are doing this stuff and, you know, and who knows what, like what they're signing up for or what will eventually happen um, towards the end of their lives. And it does make um, football is, is in a lot of ways, um, you know, tough to watch. Yeah. Yeah. This is the other thing I was going to say. And then like, just to circle back on how they've botched everything now. And now we're, we got to circle back to the, the guy without a job anymore. And that's Kaepernick, man. I mean, they've, they've, they've super botched this now. I, the guy doesn't even have a job anymore. And one of the crazy things that when if he first started doing this thing is that people were saying, Hey man, this guy, this could cost him his job is his whole, his whole lifestyle. This could cost him his, his livelihood, everything. And I, I didn't really know because, because like we're, we're, we're post-racial I think both of us are post-racial kind of kids right where we didn't really have you know segregation or anything like that so we didn't really know what to expect and this is really crazy to think in, in this day and age that a guy can literally be backballed and, and Mr. John Elway kind of told on himself earlier this week with the way he tried to say oh we offered him a contract while leaving out the fact that they didn't really offer him a contract they wanted him to take a pay cut of guaranteed money that he was already owed and that's that's really uh, that's really shady stuff, man. That's really 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 shady. Well, stuff. here's what's and I don't I don't I don't like I said it's like it's like they openly like disrespect my intelligence. This league like openly disrespects my intelligence all the time. Here's what's interesting, you, people. I tend to think people grow up in like one of two ways. You either grow up in a majority white neighborhood, um, and you're. And you and that means one of two things. Um, if you grew up in a majority white neighborhood, you either grew up. And I'm I'm generalizing a lot here, and I'm I'm not I'm not incredibly well informed. I think I'm more informed than a lot of people I talk to about this because of my unique experiences. Um, if you grew up in a majority white neighborhood, you grew up in one of two situations: either you were middle class and your parents were mostly well off, and therefore all of the black people you knew were also in that state, which led to you believing, okay, well, segregation must be like kind of over, right? Like, because all the black people I know are doing really well. Um, or you grew up in like a majority white Southern, like poverty, poverty stricken post coal area. Right. Um, which is, is kind of like a broad term. And, and what you grew up with was you grew up very poor and had a very difficult time. So you thought to yourself, okay, well, like I'm, I'm white and I'm poor. So my struggle is the same as a, a black poor person. Um, and if, and if you, and so therefore you thought, okay, well, like, you know, segregation is not really a real thing. In fact, like I see black people getting opportunities that I'm not getting. Um, and, and here's here's the thing that I, I don't think a lot of people understand. And this gets really like American politics is like systematic oppression is, and systematic racism is about the fact that as a black person, I am less likely to interview at a Burger King that has a manager who looks like me. Like that's not that's not a statement. That's not a political statement. That's a that's a factual statement, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. and that's when when you realize that thought, you get into realizing what systemic racism is. Is that me as a human being, and I'm not saying other people. Me as a human being, when I see someone who doesn't look like me, 
I, I have what's called implicit bias towards that person. And there are very few people in the world who do not experience implicit bias. Um, it's just bred into you. It's a safety recourse. Um, so when you see people who don't look like you, you, you feel unsafe, right? And so what happens is like we, we see these NFL players protesting. We say, well, what are they doing? They're just disrespecting the flag when racism is dead. And look, if you feel like it's disrespecting the flag, I don't get to tell you that it's not. That's not what I'm saying. Um, well, I'm just trying to kind of play the other side of it. Um, now, here's, here's the truth is like if you go into a low-income community, you realize that the fact of the matter is is that these areas are largely forgotten by the world. And this is true of low-income white communities and low-income black communities. Um, the very fact that in America, schools are funded by local property tax as a form of economic segregation because it means the quality of the house you live in is going to affect the quality of the school you attend. Um, and when you have these low-income project-fed schools – um, like, you know, that are, that are most of the kids going there all live in housing projects. Like, well, of course it's going to be an underfunded title one school. And of course, like things are going to be bad. And of course you're going to get like a less high quality education. And so like all, all they're saying is, Hey, the playing field isn't level. Um, and like, and, and that's all that these guys are trying to get out there. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I know that, like I said, I didn't think we'd do this podcast, but this is something I'm I'm kind of passionate about. It's just us kind of thinking about this a little more. And, um, you know, to be fully transparent, I don't really land anywhere politically. I'm kind of what would be called a political gray um, in that I, I really I kind of toe the line into both parties, if you will. Um, so, yeah, I think I think any reasonable person in this world has things that they're liberal about and things they're conservative about. Right. right? That's I think that's. That's that's how that's how we are as people. I don't. I think these people that are like so hard on one side or so hard on the other side. It's almost like they're like a caricature or they're not like a real person because like it's. I just don't like understand how you could like be so against some of these things that are obviously beneficial to people, right? Right. Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, why don't we go ahead and wrap it there? We were going to talk about Madden beats, um, but let's let's save that for next week. So this is a tease to come back next week. Next week we'll talk about Madden beefs. Um, but uh, we're going to wrap. Uh, it's been about about a minute 36 here. So uh, thank you guys for hanging in. We appreciate it. Uh, we really appreciate your five star. Oh, we have the five star review. Uh, we had a five star review. Um, I believe we covered it maybe on the last pod, but um, let me pull that guy up really quick. Um, yeah, while he, while he pulls it up too, while he pulls it up, thanks if you've still listened through this. Uh, I know probably you weren't expecting any political or anything like that, but I mean, sometimes just having reasonable conversations about this makes people feel comfortable about this stuff, right? So anytime you can have a reasonable adult conversation about this stuff, it's always good. Man. It always progresses stuff. Yeah, and I mean, and I guess, you know, I always say like, I don't want to talk about this stuff. If you want to talk about it privately, I'm just not going to do like a, a, a thread about it. Um, if you want to talk in DMs, we can. Um, and I'm, I'm a reasonable guy. Uh, Disco Dave, 029, you know Disco Dave, said, uh, great content, haven't played Madden in years, so I enjoy listening to y'all's insightful and helpful information. That's the first time I've been described as insightful in relation to Madden. Um, but <laughs> You're talking about me, bro. Oh, talking that's, about me. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, thank you, Disco Dave. We appreciate it. Uh, but, hey, we're going to call it a podcast. Thank you, guys. Hope you're having a fantastic Monday and uh, glad to be in your life. Peace out. Take care, guys. Enjoy.